met a guy that was from Texas. We formed a company and we immediately went after high net worth individuals that were traveling from other countries to Panama to buy real estate. And um, that just took off. And I spent 11 years in Panama. I owned a real estate brokerage. We had 23 agents and supporting staff. Um, and then my now wife and I decided that we wanted to make a move back to the United States because that market had kind of started to tank um, after a couple of government administrations. So came back to the United States and like Brian, I, I did not want to, as a new agent, I didn't want to start off selling, you know, let's call it even at this point, $1 million homes or $2 million homes. I really wanted to start off doing something bigger than that because of, of what I had come from. So I went to work um, for the Sally Forster Jones group at that time, John Arrow, which then became Pacific Union and then ultimately was Compass. And um, that was where I started my Los Angeles real estate career. And um, Brian and I had been talking and I was always able to look at him from afar being out of the country and then just being here, being on the West side and watching what he was doing. And throughout this whole COVID, um, the time just seemed right. The two of us started talking and, and how we could collaborate and, and things that we could do. And I, I think really we started to see the value in one another, not, not as brothers as we always did, but really like, hey, we could really do something cool together. And uh, one plus one could be four. Let's, let's see how we can make that happen. And that was where the birth of, uh, of Payne Real Estate Group over at, at Wish Sotheby started. Fantastic. I actually, uh, I, I see you, I mean, I've known you guys for a long time and I've seen you guys both in your journeys. And this, this is just like something that was ine almost inevitable, you know, for you guys to join forces. And you guys it are so- seems everybody knew that, but us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I think everybody knew that, but us. Yeah, Brian? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, we, we definitely didn't think that we were going to join forces, but I think that, you know, through, uh, through him being at a different real estate company and seeing the opportunities and he was growing as a realtor and really, I mean, Kevin's always been an amazing businessman. I mean, his, his business acumen is, is, is top notch. I mean, he's on a completely other level when it comes to, you know, to uh, business transactions. And I'm just glad we forged and uh, it's just, it's been amazing so far. We've already done a lot and it's only been literally like a month and a half. And so we're really, really excited actually to, to work yeah. together. Yeah. Definitely happy to see you guys uh, together. And then um, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about what you guys are doing, um, what you guys are doing differently. I know we were talking about technology for Brian way back when we did the panel, when you were trying to kind of level up on your own. Um, what are you guys doing different? Are you guys utilizing anything from uh, Sotheby's that you're able to implement to your business? I know like Brian, you, I mean, you dominated like, you know, Encino South, every, every house in the 5 million and up was like your listing celebrities, like you were doing amazing things there. So how are you guys like going to maintain that? And now together, like to, you know, keep that going. Kevali, why don't you start this? Sure. Um, so from, from a marketing perspective, first and foremost, it, it was, it was actually nice to step into a situation that had such an amazing presence 
and a name recognition and all the things that Brian had built over the last 20 years. Um, it was really, it, it was a blessing. And so to step into that and then be able to build off of it, um, we are looking at all types of different internet marketing now. Um, Brian has been really big and dominated, as you said, in, in this market and with print and having his name and everything everywhere. And we're now starting to look and pay a lot more attention to the digital side of things. And so targeting specific areas, um, clients by certain types of data points and information, um, as well as some of the traditional, you know, print, uh, flyers, you know, right now it's, it's, it's so different because of where we are today. You know, Brian and I, like he said, we started a month and a half ago, right in the middle of this COVID. So like, there's no open houses, there's no door knocking, there's no, uh, you can't even hand someone a listing sheet at a showing. So it, it, it's kind of understanding and moving forward in this, in, in this new environment for everybody. And I think the way that we both see it is that digital is going to probably, not probably, digital is the massive part of where we are going to be putting our focus and where we are putting our focus right now. So let me, let me dive in a little bit on that and, and see if we can get a little deeper for some of the agents that are watching that are trying to get their, their, uh, their name out there. You know, at this point, you guys are, are established. Uh, everybody knows uh, your name within our local community. Um, but if you were to start today as a brand new realtor, knowing everything that you already know about the business, but nobody knows your name, how would you go out there and market yourself? How would you grow your business to become a top producer? In the COVID environment where we today, stand today? Yep, today. How, however, uh, you know. I, I think first and foremost, anyone getting into the business needs to understand that, that the biggest investment they can make is into themselves. You know, I think a lot of people, we all get into real estate thinking that we're going to get into real estate because we, we get to have time. And the reality is if you have time in real estate, you're probably not making any money. Um, you know, as we all know, it takes, it takes time, it takes effort, and it also takes money to market. And so in this market, I think because we can't focus on the door knocking and the mailers and the things the way that we used to, it would be, from, from my perspective, the majority would be digital. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and those platforms. Bri, you have something, I mean, you know. I mean, I'll just build off of what Kevin says, but um, you know, there, there, Sotheby's also has uh, some exclusives with some, some different companies where we can target local areas and literally get their information. We can draw a map around any, 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 any location we want, get emails, telephone numbers. Um, there's, I mean, I, I, I think there's just so many things to do, but it's definitely digitally because you're, you're, meet, you're, 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 you're getting more people at the, at the end of the day for less money. Um, print is extremely expensive and it, it's reach is not as, as, uh, as large. You can't grasp as much as you can digitally. So I would say you want to get somebody on your team. If you're starting out or partner with somebody that, that has some digital experience or take a class because really that's how you're going to make your money. And if you find areas, I mean, if I were starting out right now, I would find an area that I want, I wouldn't try to go all over. It's too much for somebody starting out. I think that you want to find an area, target it, and continually hit it, and little by little still implement some of the old school with the new school. Um, 
what I did growing my business is I targeted an area and I would hit it with postcards every two weeks. I would have open house signs scattered throughout the whole entire city. I purposely would have, I'd have multiple open houses. I'd meet all the neighbors that would come in. Um, it's just, I mean, anywhere you can hit them. Uh, I, I like, uh, what's very important to me is participating in my clients' charities. I find, I don't do it for business. I gotta be honest with you. I do it because I like doing it because I've had so many people throughout my career support me that I really enjoy supporting my clients and even uh, stuff that I personally am passionate about. And I don't know, I, I think that all of these things, you're meeting great people throughout this process of life. You're running into people, you're gonna meet people at charity events that have similar interests. It's just do a little bit of everything. And if you're doing a little bit of everything, you're gonna gain a market. And as you gain that market, then you can expand on that market. You can reach out once you get that platform in, that foundation in an area. That's, that's my opinion, that's what I would do with the knowledge I have today if I was getting into the market today. And, what, and what's a realistic- Let me add one more thing, Lior, I'm sorry. Let me add just one, one yeah, more thing to please. that because I, I really left out one of the most basic and it's one that I see Brian focused on every day and it's one that I focus on is picking this up, making phone calls. You know, so many people have lost touch, but like Brian will go into his office and, and I'll hear him calling. It could be a friend from high school. It could be somebody he met last week. It could be someone he had coffee with. And I do the same thing, maintaining a database and talking to people. You cannot do deals without talking to people, period. Doesn't exist. Very well put. I, I think that's, you know, one of the most common things that we hear and we see, and Chuck and I talk to a lot of different successful people and in all industries, but the one common thing is what you just said right now. The ones that are successful have the discipline of constantly making those calls. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm glad you touched on that. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to ask in, in terms of market, right? You, you're dealing with a lot of high-end people. Um, considering everything that's going on now with COVID and, and uh, you know, factoring in the fact that rates are very low, that, that's kind of throwing off what is happening in terms of purchases where everybody thought it was going to go one way, but it's in fact growing now, where do you see the market in nine months and 12 months from now factoring all those different things? <laughs> B, would you yeah, like to you start off on that one? Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm very data driven. Um, when Brian and I sit down for a meeting, I'm very data driven. I, I like for when we look at things and we analyze things together, we really try to look at things unemotionally and what the actual data says. And so the reality is right now, from when we went into our first lockdown to where we are today, market volume is down about 50% transactionally. And it's probably up a little bit more right now as we speak, but for the most part, it was down about 50%. However, listing price to selling price was not really off more than 6%. And we have won several multiples and lost several multiples recently. And so buyers are out there. There's business being done. Um, I, I, I almost feel bad saying it sometimes, but like there, there's, there's a lot of business being transacted right now. And the people that are out there thinking that it's not happening, unfortunately, are just not doing it. They're, they're not the ones with the discipline through the tough time. 
speaking to where the market is going to go, listen, I, I, if I had a crystal ball, uh, <laughs> we'd be having this conversation while I was on my yacht in the Mediterranean. <laughs> but I think the reality is that, that the market is going to remain good, in my opinion, as long as rates remain low. And for the people that we are dealing with, because we're dealing with a lot of the higher end stuff, um, those clients are in better positions than maybe some of the people that are dealing with some of the lower priced product. And I think it's a concern in, in, in all areas. I, I think it's something to, to pay attention to constantly in all areas. Brian, you have anything to add? Listen, I mean, I would just, I would agree with Kevin. I mean, at the end of the day, what I can say is the market right now in this moment is fantastic. And if yeah. you're out there working, there's a lot of money to make. And what I would recommend is, you know, make as much as you can and, and make sure you save it because we really don't know where this market's going to go. There's a lot of unknowns. Um, I, I don't like to speak on, uh, on uh, what I believe or uh, where it's going to go at today. Right now, the, the fact is the market is moving. And if the market happened to change or dip or whatever, we'll be prepared for that as well. But you know, at the end of the day, it is moving. There's people buying. And um, I think that it's uh, one of the most important things to do is just uh, work on uh, getting the right price in this market because um, you know, people will buy it. And I don't, I don't think I wanna be on the market with properties um, eight months down the line. <laughs> right. We don't know. I've, I've got a question, okay? That's when we're coming to, I'm sorry, that's when we're coming to Chuck. <laughs> so this is question with a follow-up question. Question, the question is, are you, and this is a yes or no question, are you able to talk about this election year without getting political? Are you able to do that? For me, it's easy because I never talk about politics. And the truth is, is that I don't really... Um, I don't really follow what's going on because it doesn't affect what I'm going to put in my pocket, in my opinion. Okay, so with that, my that, answer would be yes. Okay, sure. let's let's talk about it. <laughs> really trying not to get political on this stuff, but let's talk about it being a uh, election year. You know, rates, what things are doing, what things are, you know, how things are happening, and how it's going to affect the market. Do you think Definitely. you think rates can go any lower? Do you think? There could be, you know, fear. I mean, any more fear that's, you know what I mean? Listen, you know, I, I think that there's always going to be uncertain times, right? Period. P political election year, not election year. You know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And, and without being political, because I think like Brian, I don't, I'm, I'm just, my, my politics are completely irrelevant to what goes in my pocket, right? What I believe has nothing to do with how much money I'm going to make. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think that people can use this as, as an excuse to buy or an excuse to sell or an excuse to hold or an excuse to think the world's coming to an end. The reality is that we have elections every four years and someone's gonna win and someone's gonna lose. And that's just the way our system has worked forever. I think rates, I, I don't see rates going much lower, but the reality is they could always go to zero, I guess. But I think as long as the rates stay lower, Prices are going to continue to hold, and we're going to have people that want to buy and people that want to sell. You know. Okay, I've got I've got another question. This is something that's been kind of in my mind that I don't have an answer to, um, and we never really brought this up. So here goes. Um, 
evictions and things like that are completely off the table now, right? So you've got a lot of landlords out there that are either not getting paid and can't file eviction, Correct. or they're getting paid and you know they, they can't raise their rent, they're kind of limited on what they can do, right? Then you've got all these people that have been cooped up in their homes for so long, but now they're like, you know what, screw it. I want to upgrade. I want to have a larger yard. I want to have that pool. I don't mind paying a little bit more in rent because now my commute to my work, you know, they're able to justify and offset in their mind what that expense is. How do we, you know, kind of figure out the, the rental market, you know, all these different people that want to upgrade and they can't necessarily, they might not uh, qualify to purchase or maybe they can now, but so we've got this market of, you know, with demand and you, we've got, you know, all these, you know, tenants and landlord situations. Where is that putting um, all the different people that are getting into the multifamily, uh, you know, purchasing uh, uh, multifamily zoned lots, you know, RD 1.5, R3, R4, C2, C4 to build units. What are your thoughts on where the units are going with this information that we just uh I just pointed out. Um, I think we're, we're, what's happening here, I mean, it's, it's a very risky market, uh, multi-residential uh, right now. And so I think therefore it poses a good opportunity for any kind of developer who's in the market because for somebody to want to take these on, there is a lot of unknowns. You know, the, the values are iffy. You know, it could be worth this, but this tenant could walk away. So I think it prevent, presents an opportunity for, for an investor to get, I think, a, a good opportunity. And, and I think that they know, they calculate the risks before they actually get into these deals. Yeah. With the possibility that, hey, listen, I'm building an eightplex, maybe six will rent, whatever it is, you know, we might have two people that don't. So I think that, you know, they take that into consideration. Everybody says the money's made on the buy. So if you buy it right, then you can calculate into that equation, the risk of the possibility that it won't flow the way it's supposed to flow while this is happening. Okay. So Brian, Kevin, let me ask you guys, if I was a customer that is looking to sell my, you know, and in, in your uh, scale, I guess it's probably a $10 million home. And I come to you and, you know, obviously in, in your immediate market, there is quite uh, quite a bit of competition and, and probably some good competition that you're dealing with in that kind of caliber. What do you tell a customer that is going to help them go with you? What is your value propositions and, and why should, should I use the pain group as opposed to, you know, one of the other competitors out there? Um, I'll, I'll start B and then you can, you can jump in if you'd like. Um, first and foremost is that when you work with the two of us, you get the two of us. Um, I think it's very important for sellers to understand what they can expect from the people that they're working with. And so I come from a, a larger team background. Brian has come from an individual background with, with a couple assistants. Um, I think what a lot of people want to know is they wanna know what they get. And so they get Brian and I. You get two people that are extremely professional that have done a tremendous amount of volume through all different markets, through all different times. You get integrity, you get the truth. Um, Look, Brian and I, it's funny, we, we, we went on three listing appointments recently um, and it wasn't about the client not wanting to work with us. It was, it was about the fact that we, um, I'm sorry, I have something, is it, can you still hear me okay? Yeah. 
Um, the fact of the matter was that we didn't feel they were the right fit. Um, it, it, it's all about being able to work together, right? When you get into a listing with someone, you get into a relationship. And so my big thing is, you know, when I call, you're going to want to pick up that call. You're going to want to hear what I have to say. You're going to want to want to talk to us. And so integrity, honesty, being forthright with the information, talking about the tough topics up front, price, commission, whatever it needs to be so that everybody gets into a, a transaction with transparency. Um, those would be, you know, some of the important things that I point on. Restructure the question again, I'm sorry. I... So, I mean, what's, what's, what's your pitch to a potential seller that wants to sell a $10 million home on why they should use you and not one of the other guys? I mean, I, in, in that respect, I would agree a lot with Kevin, but I think it, it, it does, it just comes down to us. You're hiring us and, and listen, and we work for a great company, Sotheby, uh, Wish Sotheby's Realty, which has a lot of great tools. But at the end of the day, it's, I'm not here to like, we, we build great relationships with our clients, but the truth is, is that when they, when they, when they pass the rock to us, they know that we're going to get the job done. We're focused in on it's, we're, we're, we're there to do one thing. It's to sell the house. I think they understand the commitment that we uh, possess and, um, I just, I have a lot of knowledge in this business. I've been in the business for 22 years. Kevin's background is, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the things that he's done, we haven't, it's, it's, I think it's just building relationships. The truth is it's 90% of the people that I work with are people that I've nurtured relationships with. And um, it's a referral from them. It's somebody in the, in, in the market that I'm marketing. They're, they're usually calling us, calling me over to, to list the property. And um, it's usually based off of something that I've done in the past. Very nice. And then guys, there's, I'm sorry. And then, and then there's the generic stuff also. I mean, I, I, I didn't touch on it because it's the same thing that everyone will, you know, we, you can come with your listing book and this is my 12 point marketing plan and we're going to have your house here and there. I mean, that's, that's kind of the generic answer to that. I just, I, I don't want to sidestep it to say that we don't do marketing and all those things, but that, that the, the reality is that we all have a listing presentation, right? Every, every agent, whether you're in the business for a week or a hundred years, you've got your book and you know, your, your iPad and your presentation and you come with your comps and, and that's all great. But the reality is you either, you know your market or you don't. I'm gonna quote one of my friends, Jim Pascucci. This guy told me when I was like 20 years old and in the business, he said, Brian, listen, when I go on the listing appointment, I take the comps and I throw them across the table and we don't ever discuss them. And that's how I do my comps. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, I mean, that's, you know, I think it's just building relationships. You know, people usually have a good idea of what the value is. And if you get stuck on the value conversation, then it's like, it, it becomes a little bit difficult. Like you got to overstep that and kind of hold the floor too, but at the same time interact with the client, with, with, I think with the uh, seller. And um, anyway, Okay. So we're going to open it up very soon uh, uh, to anybody that has questions. So start thinking about your questions. Um, I, I, I do, I do want to ask, and I don't know if Chuck has a final question, but I do want to ask in terms of third party partnerships, uh, is that something that's important to you guys in your business with uh, lenders, title, escrows, and do you leverage your partners in any way to benefit your business? Yeah, do you want to start off with that? Sure. Um, listen, I, I, I don't, I don't know that I use the word partners or team is what I would like to say, because 
the the people that work with us, we we kind of classify everyone as a teammate, right? So so when Brian and I come to a project, you get Brian and I, and then you get all of the benefits of the 20 plus you know years that come with us. And that is inspectors if you need them, title, escrow, um, a handyman, a gardener, I mean, all those things. So the answer is yes, we're, we're very heavily focused on our team because our team is what helps us get the job done. I mean, I've watched Brian pull up to houses and have five landscapers you know, at a listing, literally like holding court. I mean, he's got people going over here, cutting bushes over there, a painter inside. Um, and having those relationships, I think is, is huge because selling a house is a big deal. And buying a house is a big deal. And so when you talk to someone in the higher end and you're talking in these numbers, I, I think that they kind of they kind of look to us for those things. So so having a team of, of people that can help get the job done in every area is super important. And, and that's, are you are you guys in the same office? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's another thing that I like to touch on also, I'm sorry, with the listing and, and stuff like that is, is that these are things that we do add, the value that we do add. And um, I've always tried to get my clients the most money for their property possible. If they have a fixer that we can somehow get it just a little bit above a fixer by doing a couple little things to make them an extra 50 to 100 grand, I'll recommend it. I'll try to help. You know what I mean? So whatever I can do to push the value for them, I never come in and try to like, you know, I usually try to level people up to the next category if it's possible to help them get a little bit more money. So that with, with that said, with that said, um, to uh, build on what Leo was asking in regards to third party, um, uh, what was it, vendors or relationships? Partners, they call them team members. So. Um, I, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, having symbiotic relationships and, you know, cultivating those relationships. I do that with, um, you know, attorneys and, you know, all types of people, right? Sure. Um, I always ask our, our guests, what our viewers, what our people, our network that are, you know, that are part of this, what they can, what can they do to align themselves with you, you know? So if it's, um, you know, if it's somebody who, who's a new agent, who's able to get a listing and they can, you know, you know, they're talking to a seller who might want a team and they're like, oh, you know, I'm talking with so-and-so who are a team. They can say, oh, well, you know, I've got, and you know, I've got a partnership or an alignment or whatever with, you know, the Payne brothers. Um, sure. My question to you, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys are open to co-listing and things like that with other people. Uh, being brought onto deals. But my question to you um, is, if you come across, and this is my service, but it's also something that can help you guys. If you guys are come across properties that are just, you know, above and beyond, you know, just doing cosmetic, lipstick, you know, TLC, and it just needs to, it just needs to be sold to uh, an investor or cash buyer, I would like to be the first person to be brought in. On <laughs> that is all we do. I like that pitch. That was great. That was a great. That, that was Fixers. that was a good pitch. Fixers in L.A. You know, right there. I was going to say that must be what L.A. Fixers is. It was funny because uh, Lior actually called us earlier before this uh, chat and was asking us the same thing. Oh, no! I'm just For you to bring your fixers to me. That's good. Thank you, Lior. 
Uh, All right, so uh, it, it, let's go ahead and uh, oh, I'll open it up. But uh, if anybody has a question, uh, go ahead and I'm going to allow you to unmute yourself here in a second. Uh, just go ahead and unmute yourself and, uh, and ask away. And then, Chuck, if you have anything in the meantime, while I do I that, just, go ahead. I just have an observation that we have two Michelles, three Coens, and two title wrecks. <laughs> That is true. Once now. We've got Very Shane. Nice. See that young man over there? He's our drone guy. This is the guy when you need the drone video. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, so any questions from anyone? Uh, I would like to introduce myself. <laughs> um, so hi, guys. My name is Shane Jacobs. I'm an aerial photographer and videographer for mainly real estate listings, but I also do many other events such as weddings, parties, etc. Um, as for real estate, my main focus is making the seller feel confident in my work. I achieve this by working one-on-one -on -one with the seller and going through the shots and angles of the property to make sure they love it. Um, I have seen other aerial photographers and videographers doing their, their work and seeing their final product. But I feel that they, they know how to fly. They know how to fly the drone, which is, it, it's not that hard, but, but it's the editing and the, the showmanship that comes into the videos and the pictures that really sh shows that you know what you're doing. Um, as that goes for color correction and um, just like the, the type of music and the type of the, the type of editing that you use to connect with your, with, with your people that you're trying to sell the house to. Um, and he actually yeah. just did my, he just did a drone video for one of my listings in Tarzana, five acres. Um, he, he did, I mean, I had a previous drone one and he saw it and he laughed at it and he said he can do better and he did much better. So awesome. Shane, definitely put your info uh, in the comments. Yeah, the please post channel. it. I'm sure uh, okay. everybody can benefit from that service. Well, Zaline, I think you uh, just uh, awesome. messaged that you have a question. So uh, you're up. Go ahead. Hi, everyone. Hello. Okay. So my question is, um, what do you think about the second wave that we're going to have right now? Because... Uh, I know that the market is very hot. We feel it. Mm -hmm. uh, do you see any uh, changing in the market right now that uh, everyone is talking about the uh, second wave? And my second question is, uh, when, did you guys, when did you guys started to hire uh, more people to help you as a team or assistant? It's a great question. Sure. Um, so we are looking to, uh, th through this, you know, quote unquote, tough time, which, which it is, I don't, I don't want to discount that. We're actually looking to expand. Um, we are looking to hire a really good assistant. Um, Brian has, has, that's something that he's really tried to focus on and it's, it's important for us. Um, you know, listen, second wave, third wave, I, I don't want to discount that at all. Please understand, I, I, I feel, I believe I had COVID at the very beginning of this stuff and it's terrible, but the reality is that we just have to keep moving forward. Um, real estate, thankfully at this moment is not a shutdown business. 
And I think a lot of realtors will tell you that they're busier than they've been in a long time. Mm -hmm. And we just have to keep moving with that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with a second wave or a third wave or, or whatever. I just focus, you know, on, on what we have in front of us today and tomorrow and how we can do more and be better at it. And uh, as far for when you guys uh, started to feel, regardless Corona, uh, COVID-19 right now, um, when you guys started to feel that you're busy, when did you decide that this is the right time to start to hire people to help you? I, I would actually want to expand on that question. Um, what was your first team hire? What role was that that you wanted to bring on board? And then to Rosaline's question, at what point did you feel like, okay, now is the time I absolutely have to bring somebody on? Exactly the question. <laughs> Don't be too honest, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're looking for that person right now. I mean, keep in mind, we've, Brian and I have been working together now, literally, I, I, I think five weeks. And so um, we've been looking to add our first person immediately. Uh, we just haven't, be, because of the environment, we haven't been able to add that person. Individually, I think that you 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 have to add a person, if, if you're looking for a kind of a generic answer to that, when the workflow starts to become that which takes you away from money-making activities, when you're doing things that are not making you money and you could be doing something to make you money that you're not doing, that's the time to hire an assistant. When Brian is writing a request for repairs and he could be selling a $5 million home, there's an assistant that needs to be no, there. No, that, that I have covered. For all the documents, mm -hmm. I have it covered. I'm talking about someone to help you uh, to take over. You cannot be in all showings. So I'm talking about that because I have help as far for all the docs and uh, submitting offers, requests for repairs, all of that. So it's, it's like an executive assistant, same thing. Or it could be a, a junior partner. It, it really, um, it, it just depends on, um, I had somebody that worked with me uh, before that was, was amazing. I don't know if you ever met her, Chuck, but uh, I had the most amazing um, junior partner and, and it really helps. We're looking for somebody who can pretty much do exactly what you're saying. We need somebody to be able to write offers, go review the request for repairs before they send it over to us you know, somebody more or less who's going to be able to assist us in every aspect of the business. So we're looking for an executive. And um, I mean, that's pretty much, it's an executive assistant. It's a junior partner. So. I've, I've, um, Michelle wants to know how much you're paying. What? Michelle wants to know how much you're offering. She's, uh, she was. It just, uh, it just depends on what she can do. Half a million a year. I'll take it. Well, she won't leave for less than. You're a little expensive. A it's a lot yeah. of it's a lot of money. Yeah. That's, that's a few more shekels than we were looking. Soon enough. No, Listen, she was doing it for Craig Strong, Carol Wolf. Who else? Alan Taylor. You know, those are all great agents. Them up, but I'm not giving her up. Stacy, however, smart. to know how much you're offering. <laughs> we can't pay her enough. I promise you, she makes more money than we could offer. <laughs> uh, no, what are you offering? This would be a good, you know, good place to, you know, maybe think about it and we can pass the word around. You know, we're always. I mean, listen, we're open to what we're going to pay. It just depends on what that person can bring to the table. Ideally, we're looking for somebody who has real estate experience. Obviously, DocuSign, 
um, is a very big part uh, of real estate these days, uploading listings, just who knows every aspect of real estate. I mean, and Kevin, you can, you can, uh, you can yeah, and then, and then from that perspective, a person that can grow within, you know, uh, um, all the businesses that I've been involved in, in the past, we grow within Brian and I have talked about that. We want someone that can start with us, that can learn it the right way, that can really become a valuable part of the team and then grow with us. So our first hire might wind up being an assistant and, you know, in three years from now or two years from now might be the director of operations of a large team. So, so somebody that's dynamic, somebody that knows what they're doing, knows their way around the contract. It's super important for us. Like I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by how many agents do not know the real estate contract. I think it's absolutely absurd, but it's just the way it is. So somebody that's really, you know, wants to dive in, roll up the sleeves, make a lot of money, have fun doing it and, uh, and grow. So Kevin's better at putting, uh, <laughs> putting words together <laughs> than I am, but more or less we're saying the same exact thing. I mean, it's, there's definitely a lot of opportunity available and we're all about that. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. So keep our ears open. I have a question. What is your guys' opinion about when open houses are going to come back to reality? Soon as there's a vaccine. I hope soon. Coming tomorrow. Honestly. I think Kevin Lior. Yeah, I, I hope soon. Um, I really personally, I love open houses. Um, I did a tremendous amount of business from open. If I could, if I could sit in open house five days a week as a form of prospecting, I would sit open houses. I so I, what so I what Kevin, it. what what are you what do you do that makes that successful? Because we get mixed messages on that. We have agents that say it's a waste of time. And then they let other people do open houses. And then we have sure. people that just like you are saying that that is one of the, 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 the biggest keys to their success. So what, what do you do in an open house to benefit from it so much? First and foremost, I will go out and meet all of the neighbors prior to the open house. Um, I will, in, in a previous time, either door knock that neighborhood, deliver flyers, introduce myself. It, it, an open house is an open house is not just an open house, right? It's not just a Sunday or a Saturday from two to five. It's an opportunity. And if you're not looking at it like that as a realtor, you're off base, man. Like you have a listing in a neighborhood, right? Like I'm selling this house. I have an excuse to go talk to every single person in that neighborhood about the person that I'm going to bring to buy this house that's going to be their neighbor. And if you're not capitalizing on that opportunity, you're a fool. And, and so when you, when you knock on a door, what do you say? Hey, I wanted to let you know, I just listed, you know, one, two, three main street down the street. I'm having an open house on Sunday. Would love for you to come by. If there's anything that you need or any questions that you have, please let me know. Um, if you haven't seen the house, I think it's a phenomenal opportunity. Maybe, you know, somebody that wants to move into the neighborhood. Hope to see you. Boom. Easy. Nice. I, have a, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, for me, open what do you do like with virtual open houses? Do you feel comfortable to do, to uh, knock on their door or to leave flyers? Uh, I mean, right now, I'm not knocking on anybody's door. Uh, right now. I, I don't think people want you knocking on their door right now. I know. If that was the question. I, uh, yeah. Okay. So doing a, a campaign of like free hugs, that's definitely not a good thing. 
<laughs> Not right now, my friend. Free hugs. Whoever charged for a hug. <laughs> e-hugs, e-hugs. It's e-hugs now. Um, all right, we need to wrap it up soon because uh, I did tell the Pain Brothers 30, 45 minutes. Um, you want to explain the win or you want to do the win, Leo, or what do you want? Yeah, absolutely. It's always good to do a win if people have wins. Uh, so we like to always finish the episode with a positive note. And anybody uh, on here now that has a win within the last week, whether it's business or personal, just some uh, piece of good news, please share. I got, I actually have a little win. I got um, you always have four, you know, it's, it's a way of life. I've got four uh, projects that are off market that are all to build units. So I was asking about that earlier because we're focused on that. Uh, two projects in Lake Balboa to build uh, six units and five units. Both of them are coming RTI and two projects uh, in Hollywood to build six unit and a 12 unit and prices range from, I don't know, 1.1 to whatever, 2.8. So off, off market. So if anybody knows of any builders, investors. Well, there's my opportunity right there. So we'll Chuck, we'll talk, we'll sell that. Yeah. We'll call it a day. That's send them, send them to both of us. Yeah. Send them to both of us, please. See, my win could be both of your wins. There you go. Absolutely. It's a team. It's a team. It's a team effort. So I have a win that's going to tie into that and we'll turn this into a three-way instead of a two-way. Um, we just uh, found a resource that is an equity fund that can actually fund those transactions as a non-recourse. I'm going to say that again, non-recourse. Um, the property just needs to be in an LLC, no financials, 3.75% interest only, 10 years. And they're closing them in 21 days. So it's a new product that we're rolling out. We're going to brand it very soon. So you'll be able to actually list that attached with the funding already ready to go. I love it. Wow. I love it. Wow. That's, Sabrina. That sounds amazing. So quiet. <laughs> um, I actually had a win, like the listing that Chuck was talking about before that I, that I worked on. Um, I was happy that I was able to say that I could do better than, than the last person that, that did that. <clears throat> and um, I succeeded and I was happy about that, that you guys are happy with that listing. Yeah, for sure. You, you, you killed it. It was, it was night and day as far as what the previous person did. Thank Shane, you. you've got a, a huge opportunity in front of you right now because of the fact that we as realtors can't do showings the way that we used to. Um, we are all looking to photography and video. And if you do a bang out job, you've got unbelievable opportunity in front of you because that's how we're showing property right now until you know, we actually get to the, you're pre-qualified, you have a letter, let's actually go look at it. Everything is being done you know, in your area, which is that video and, and photos. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said, I put my, my information down in the comments in the group chat thing but uh cool. yeah there we go thank you shane all right uh so we need to wrap it up i want to thank you guys so so much for uh, being a part of this today uh you guys kick, continue to kick ass together i uh, like i said in the beginning you guys are a force to be reckoned with and and i i can't wait to see what what you guys are going to um do to this market i think you're gonna make you know 
do some put, put a dent in it. We're excited. Well, thank about you for putting this time. on as well. We re I really thank enjoy you. your your show, and uh, you guys do a great job. You and Lior do a great job. Thank awesome. you guys thank for having us. Thank you guys thank you. for taking the time. Thank you everybody else for joining. We'll be here same uh, place, same time next week, and uh, we look forward to keep growing this community. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you, everyone. Bye.